welcome to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Jordan Greenhouse, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick. And with me today, I have Doug Foreman, CIO of Kane Anderson Rudnick. Doug, thank you for your time today. Doug, the fourth quarter of 2022 saw a bit of a recovery across most equity asset classes. Can you provide our listeners with your perspective on the fourth quarter of 2022? The fourth quarter of uh, 2022 started to show some recovery in both equity and bond prices. Bonds were up slightly for the quarter and equities did a little bit better. The S&P appreciating a little bit more than 7% after a rough uh, first three quarters of the year. Uh, I think the improvement was driven in the fourth quarter by the inflation statistics, which uh, finally started to turn the corner and actually come in a little better than expected several months in a row in the fourth quarter uh, relative to expectations. So, you know, we've been arguing since the middle of the year that inflation was actually finally heading in the right direction and the second derivative was positive. And I think that that really started to come through and become very apparent in the fourth quarter. And stocks, of course, started to recover somewhat because of that. However, certain areas of the market, NASDAQ in particular, technology in particular, has continued to be very sluggish, particularly in light of the improvement uh, of the overall market in the fourth quarter. And I think this has been driven by weak tech fundamentals and layoffs that you're seeing at you know, Amazon, Salesforce.com, Apple, uh, Microsoft, etc. Doug, the Fed continues their aggressive stance to fight inflation with additional rate hikes along with commentary that they plan to continue on this path into the new year, albeit potentially on a slower pace, to keep inflationary pressures at bay. Can you provide your perspective on where you fear we are in this rate cycle and your perspective on the inflationary environment as a whole? The good news is the Fed appears to be winning its inflation fight. I think you can characterize the, the market last year in terms of two halves. The first half of the year, the first six months, was really driven by inflation and inflation statistics, which were worse than expected and heading the wrong direction with raw material prices and all kinds of uh, input prices heading north and continued supply chain difficulties. But by mid-year, and we started to see some peak in the year-over-year rate of increase of the CPI, and it's been coming down steadily every month since uh, the middle of, since June, the middle of the year last year. This improvement, you know, has been driven by obviously a slowdown in housing and autos and hawkish monetary policy by the Federal Reserve. So the good news is the monetary policy uh, that the Fed's embarked on really does seem to be working and inflation is coming back down very quickly. Um, And it wouldn't surprise me if we have a whole series of better than expected inflation data over the next six to 12 months. The sticky part of the inflation outlook is labor and wage gains, which tend to be stickier, but I don't believe there's anything structural there long-term that's going to prevent that from moderating down to the 2 to 3% level that the Fed's attempting to target over time. So the good news is inflation it seems to be heading the right way, and we've had several months in a row where that's the case. Uh, the bad news is uh, the market's fear now, with particularly with the yield curve so inverted between the two-year and the 10-year, and back down to like levels we haven't seen since the early 1980s in terms of curve inversion, uh, the market is obviously scared and, and focused on an impending recession going into next year. I think that most investors and most individuals are predicting and believe that we're going to head into a recession next year. And I think the stock market has increasingly discounted that or we would have had a much uh, broader rally than what we've seen since uh, the peaking of the inflation rate in the middle of the year. 
So it's going to just take some time and you're going to have to be patient as investors to wait and and basically disprove the idea that the world's going to fall apart um, before the Fed's done with the rate cycle that they've been embarked upon. So I think the Fed is, I don't know, 80 to 90 percent of the way done with what they need to do. And at some point, the Fed will move from a hawkish stance to a more neutral stance. And I think that will be good for equity prices uh, once that occurs. I'm not smart enough to tell you exactly what month next year or in 2023 that's going to happen. But I do think it's highly likely before year end of 2023 that we start to see some improvement in the rate outlook uh, for equities. And this will be very, very important. And hopefully, you know, the the inflation statistics, as I mentioned earlier, will come in better than expected and give the Fed more room to be uh, less aggressive on interest rates as we move forward throughout 2023. And given the negative sediment that we see, given the negative sediment in corporate America, uh, which is not hiring a bunch of excess labor, not building a bunch of excess inventories, expecting business to be booming in 2023. In fact, quite the opposite. We're seeing layoffs across the board in many companies already. We're seeing temporary help slow down dramatically sequentially over the last six months, which is one of the first things that cools in the labor market slowdown. Uh, So that's happening and heading in the right direction as well. So we just need time to prove that the Fed is at least not going to absolutely kill this economy and produce a 2008 or a year 2000 type decline. Uh, I do believe that technology is actually already in a recession. Uh, It's sort of been double whammied by, first of all, the COVID crisis, which really, in retrospect, pulled forward some demand uh, in technology as companies had to rush to digitalize when everybody was in lockdown and sitting at home. It was the only way you could do business. And I think the second thing that's hitting the tech sector is just simply, you know, the macro slowdown itself. So between the demand pull forward and the macro slowdown, I think the Fed or the uh, tech sector has really felt the brunt of this slowdown. And you're seeing it in the way the prices of the stocks behave. So I think it is important, you know, to be very selective in technology as you move forward. I think the days of easy money and no profitability and unlimited growth is, are now behind us in the tech sector for for the foreseeable future. And you're going to need to be very selective and find companies that can grow even in a much tougher environment for tech spending overall. I think the other thing that helps mitigate the impact of a negative recession or a really deep one that the market hasn't discounted yet is the fact that everybody's looking for it. Um, When everybody's negative and everybody's looking for it, they're not strung out. They're not over their skis to the point that any slowdown is going to really cause problems for business adjustments in terms of labor, inventory, etc., so I think that's the good news, and it doesn't mean that you know we can't have a recession. It just means that, you know, in all likelihood, the the depth of the recession next year, if in fact it even occurs, will tend to be not as pronounced as people currently fear. And quite frankly, that's about all you need from these current levels in the market for the markets to start to recover and do much better. My last question is: There's continued talk around expectations of a recession in 2023. What is your perspective on this, and how do you see markets reacting as we move into the new year? I think that the the key to 2023 returns is going to be, you know, a slowdown, obviously, and perhaps a mild recession. Uh, I believe the stock market has already discounted that and already fully expects that. The consensus, I believe, expects that. 
if that doesn't happen and business is okay and, and inflation continues to moderate and come in better than expected, the Fed may be able to uh, eliminate its hawkish stance sooner than people expect and at least be uh, stable in terms of interest rates and the interest rate outlook. And companies, the ones that can grow in this type of environment are the ones that you want to own. It will be a slow growth environment in all likelihood over the next 12 to 18 months at a minimum. And I think it is important to own businesses that have some unique self-help stories and some unique ability to grow in this kind of a slower environment overall, delivering products and uh, services that people need even in a slower growth environment. As always, at Kane, we'll stick to our quality investments and good balance sheets in case we're wrong about the outlook and things do get more difficult. It'll be important to own businesses that are self-financing and have competitive advantages that are structural in nature long term. And we obviously think we're well positioned if, if in fact, that's what unfolds into 2023. Thank you for your trust and confidence in managing your assets. I know this has been a really difficult period for for investors and uh, clients and, 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 and professional investors as well. So thank you for your trust and confidence in managing your assets. Thank you. Doug, as always, we thank you for your time and the insight you provide our listeners, and we look forward to future conversations. Have a great day. You have just listened to KaneCast, hosted by Jordan Greenhouse. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. For more of our investing insights, head over to our website, www.kane.com. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rednick Investment Management. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.